0: It's unprecedented in Mm -hmm. the history of the world. What's happening at the moment?
1: Hey, Steve, how many times have you heard that word? Every time I hear it on the news, I'm like, oh, there's that word again.
0: Who ever heard of the word self-isolation?
1: Hashtag ISO.
0: I reckon there's a lot of gamers in the world that are just going, what?
1: No, New Zealand's in complete lockdown, right?
0: You can't get takeaways in New Zealand. Bottle stores aren't open in New Zealand. I mean, if they closed bottle stores (laughs) in Australia,
1: there would be a revolution. We are being so controlled right now.
0: And it's what the world needs now is a couple of actors trying to work things out for you.
1: Oh, yeah, because actors know best. Yeah, nah. What?
0: Welcome everybody to the next episode of Yeah, yeah, nah.
1: What? what? <laughs> uh,
0: well timed. I'm Steve.
1: <laughs> I'm Janine.
0: And um, we're still in lockdown. We're, we're still in the uh, the COVID pandemic, or the COVID crisis, Ooh. or the COVID situation.
1: <laughs> Sounds um, so drastic, doesn't it? It
0: does sound so drastic, but it seems to be becoming. Less drastic. I was gonna say drasticless, but Just, that's not even a word. I love but that it, word.
1: Let's pin it.
0: <laughs> yeah, why don't we use that? Let's um, use it. I think the light at the end of the tunnel is something I'm, I'm thinking of again. Another cliche, but uh, everybody is talking about coming out of this and, and rebuilding uh, after this now, which is, I guess, is good news. How do you think that's going to pan out over the next week or so?
1: Mm, interesting. It would be interesting to see how bright the light is, right, if we're kind of looking down the tunnel. Um, yes. Uh, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we're in Australia and I'm in Victoria, you're in New South Wales. I'm from Queensland and uh, Queensland have completely relaxed. So you can go picnic in the park, you can go on your boat again, you can jet ski. I heard yesterday, I don't know whether this is true though, uh, that Pacific Fair is opening up, which is the shopping centre. So, uh, yeah, it seems in Queensland they're going, hey, yeah, let's do it. Uh, But in Victoria it's a completely different story. So nothing has been um, loosened as yet. Hmm. So I'm curious to see... What happens in Victoria you know because mm. if you think about Melbourneians, they are so social and they're so dependent on their coffee and their socialization they're going for drinks after work and it's a really really strong culture here and mm. it's actually one of the things that I love about Melbourne so it's been really interesting moving here finally I've been resisting moving to Melbourne for years and years and finally I move when that doesn't exist, (laughs) (laughs) it's been a really interesting time. Uh, But so I I think, you know, for Melbournians, I imagine they're really hanging out for that to change, for us to be Mm. able to go to cafes and Mm. and restaurants and bars. Uh, Or are they? Have they been enjoying this non-social time?
0: Yeah, and I talked about this last time, about the differences between states and... (laughs) And federal government, um, you know, I guess us both originating from New Zealand, it's like this is what we're doing and there's there's one voice and you can see the differences. I, mean, I think even there was one bloke said that another bloke was comp- being completely irresponsible from the States the other day. I think that was in regards to schools because there's, there's yeah. so many different points of view about the schools. And I, I guess where it's really going to come to a head because just recently, obviously a couple of days ago, the New Zealand Prime Minister was part of the National Cabinet and they're, t- they're talking about opening New Zealand up as the very first country to, you know, you can fly in and out of, which, I mean, it totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, of course, you know, when are they going to start flying between the borders? So, you know, they can have all these great etiquettes nationally, but if the states don't go with them, um, you know, I, I just think it's been a really interesting exercise as to how they work together because, at the end of the day, you know the, the the national government that you vote in. You know they can say one thing, but it's always going to be up to your state government.
1: Mm. And one thing I find really intriguing, and I'm you know I'm a leadership coach, and so I am all about empathetic leadership, empowering leadership. And I find you know the prime minister here has done a really good job of empowering state leaders and letting them make their own decisions. But has that been the right pathway in this? pandemic you know I don't know and I think it's created a lot of confusion because there's a lot of cross-state relationships Mm. and business um, operations Mm. and so it really creates murky murky ideals and murky rules Mm. and regulations and so yes it's been amazing that you know the leader of the country is saying to his leaders hey guys this is what I recommend But, you know, you're the leader of your state. You know what's best for your state. So you make the rules based on what you know best for your people. Mm. And that's always a really amazing way to lead, I believe. Um, Mm. But I am questioning, um, because this is a global pandemic, it's not just an Australian thing, and there's so much uh, influence from outside of Australia as well, has that been the right way to lead? Not sure.
0: Well, I, I think it's it's really highlighted, like, how things stand and how things work because initially I was, and, you know, you said the words, I think the Prime minister's done a really good job of, you know, I'm just wondering how many times that's been uttered, like, in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of our current Prime Minister. But, no. you know, but at the same time, like, he's just playing by the rules that are set. Mm-hmm. And I was going, why isn't he stepping in? This is a national problem. He should show leadership. But the way that the country is set up with the states is that he has you know, it's not up to him. The, the, the way the constitution is is written, it's the states that make those decisions. So you're right. Like he has, he's gone. Look, I think you guys need to sort it out because that's how the game is played. And I think it's emphasised the differences and what things, in particular. Because I'm sure, like a lot of Australians, probably had no idea exactly what the states run and the and the and you know and the nation did. Oh, yeah. um, even now policing, they, they,
1: right? So mm. the police uh, are the ones who are the, enforcing the rules. And so, you know, one of the questions that came up from the public was, who do we listen to? And the mm. answer was, listen to the regulators who will issue the fines. <laughs> and that yeah. is the police, right? So if you're yeah. listening to the prime minister, because the prime minister, there was a time where the prime minister was saying one thing and then the state heads were saying something contrary. And mm. so, yeah, the response was, well, who's going to issue you the fine? It'll mm. be your state, so I would go by what your state is recommending <laughs> to yeah. avoid fines. Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, we're making some comment before about the light, what the light at the end of the tunnel actually is, and you know, there's still a chance that it could be the train, it could be the second wave. <laughs> yeah, you know, there <laughs> could be a, like a, another wave yeah. of all these asymptomatic cases. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case, but yeah.
1: What I'm curious what I'm curious about is, is I wonder if um, we'll be probably more embracing of people we know and far less embracing of people we don't. And so, you know, we'll we'll almost have this paranoia of, oh, I don't know you, I don't know where you've been, I don't know what you've been doing, so I'm not coming anywhere near you. Is there going to be this, we spoke last week about Hmm. the fracture and the gap, but, you know, is there going to be this fracture uh, between strangers now? Uh, who knows? Like, you know, because mm. we're Australians and New Zealanders, we're very jovial. We're very welcoming to strangers, right? We, you know, we're in a bar, we say, "Hey, give a hug." Mm. Even I don't know about you, Steve, if that's a the boy thing to mm. do, but you know, for for women in particular, mm. you know, we're very huggy and touchy. And I'm I'm curious to see if that's going to drop off, and there's going to be this this fear.
0: I think, yeah. Well, I don't know about fear, but I think we're so practiced in being very careful about things. I actually had a dream last night. It's a weird dream that I was in L.A. and I was working in L.A. and there was no social distancing and everybody was just like, my God, you know, the." you know,
1: mm. don't stand so
0: close to me, you know, um, mm. and I'm very conscious of that now, like, and, and like, well, dude, what are you doing? You know, mm. you don't say it, but I just think it, like, just move away. I, I think in particular, it's, it's going to be interesting how we react to other countries now, and of course, the country mm-hmm. that first comes to mind is, is China, because, you know, it's like, how much, how much less trust do we have now? not of Chinese people, but of, of the Chinese government. And, like, do we want people from there coming over? And it would be the same for, even for the, the states. It's like, man, the, the amount of cases there, do we want people, do we want any country that's got a high number of cases, Italy, you know, um, there's a huge amount, like, you know, do we want them coming here and how are we going to deal with that, um, which is, of course, why they're having the conversations about New Zealand, you know. So, like, as far as international borders are concerned, are they going to pick and choose? Is it going to be like a, you know, like a, a reverse way of doing travel bans and, you know, we only let in certain countries? That, that's going to be really interesting.
1: I guess, you know, if we flip that around, so, so you're saying, you know, how will we respond to people from these countries, how would it be, to be that person from those countries you know like it's, it's the you know the scarlet letter the the red l on the on the forehead you mm. know is it, do you feel are these people going to feel like they're tarred you know mm. I, I can't go anywhere or do anything because you know i'm seen as this bag of disease you know how horrendous would that feel and i really <laughs> yeah. hope that it doesn't come to that but you know you imagine you're from italy Mm. And you're entering a country. What country are you from? I'm from Italy. Ah, oh, oh mm. this guy's from Italy. Hey, he's from Italy. Oh, oh everyone, put your suits on. <laughs> you know, mm. it's it, imagine being that.
0: But like, but it happened at the very start of of, of this pandemic um, mm-hmm. with with uh, a lot of Chinese people, and you know, it was ridiculous. People weren't going to Chinese restaurants, and there's you know, there's obviously like. The thing is that if people are racist, they're going to be racist, right? And they're just yeah. looking for an excuse, you know. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with that. But I know that, like, the numbers of people going to Eastwood in Sydney, to Chatswood in Sydney, which was a really high Chinese population, just dropped off. And I yeah. certainly didn't go. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the people there. But it was just like, hang on. These stories coming through about China hasn't really locked this down properly. There yeah. was There's an outbreak They, you know, apparently they sent people all over the world. Why would I go somewhere and it's just a high chance that they've come from a country that has this disease, and it had nothing Mm. to do with the people. Yeah, so so it's not
1: really a race uh, conversation, is it? It's more, it's not really about their race. It's about their origin.
0: And well, it's, yeah, about but, but it's, the, it's very the containment easy to of in. the
1: disease. Yeah,
0: but it's it's yeah. very easy that the people can say you're being racist. It says, well, no, like yeah. I'm like, and it was just like I had a friend who was who was skiing in Europe, and you know he came back and got himself isolated and tested straight away because he was in France and he was mm. oh, was on the Italian border, and there were a lot of Italians coming through into France completely unchecked, and mm. that then they had this massive outbreak. So it, mm-hmm. it was just a, it was just a numbers game. He was like, look, there's a high chance that a lot of these people could have had the disease mm. because of this outbreak, so I'm going to get checked. So you're right, mm-hmm. it's like an origin thing. But mm. Um, mm. but unfortunately, some people turn into a racist thing.
1: That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see how um, we cohabit with other nations now and other, other countries mm. and how, you know, we've mentioned previously about travel. I'm an avid traveller. You know, I travel multiple times a year. And I just can't wait to get back on a plane and be exploring our amazing Mm. planet. Um, And like you say, is this going to be a reverse ban? Is it going to be, you know, you can only, what I'm worried about, because I'm not interested in immunization, what I'm worried about is you can only enter countries if you've had the COVID-19 immunization, you know, and it's. It's there's going to be this whole mechanism around you know the drug trade of COVID immunisation, yeah. And, you know,
0: possibly. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm completely pro-vax. I just mm-hmm. I just think, I just think it's you know like there, there there are a lot of you know if if if, if it's if there's solid proof about things that aren't really going to be good for you, then, you know, you, of course you take that on. But at the moment for this kind of thing, like if they say, look, if you can't travel unless you have the vaccine, you know, again, look, we've talked about this with privacy, with the COVID app and stuff, but mm. as far as I'm concerned, yeah, just do it, just take it. Mm. It means you're not going to get it. Um, it means you're not going to pass it on. And see the thing with a lot of vaccinations to me, isn't the fact of you getting sick, it's about you passing it on to other people and mm. people who, who are more, you know, so i think I think that will definitely happen I think you know once there's a vaccine um or like who knows it may not I, I you know if there's a vaccine and if you don't if you choose to not take it, then if it's going to be available to other people um I guess it's like the flu vaccine right because yeah. not everyone gets a flu vaccine yeah. but If there is an outbreak and someone does get the flu and they're not vaccinated, then the person they give it to will get vaccinated and, Mm. you know, they'll be fine. So who knows? And
1: and I wonder how long it will last. Like if you look now, babies Mm. who are born today, I don't know what vaccinations they get, but I know that, you know, kind of recently, Mm. you know, they're getting hepatitis, they're getting polio. Mm. How long has it been since polio has been around? Hmm. Is that vaccine still actually necessary for our for today's society? I don't know. Well, and some would so say that the reason it becomes, becomes, hasn't
0: been around is because of the vaccine. That, that's yeah, the other. yeah,
1: exactly. But for how many years does that need to, mm. to be continued, right? Mm. Um, and then, you know, how, this one, I, I, I just see this as being one of those ones that babies <laughs> get when they're mm. you know, newborns. Mm. Um, here's the COVID one. there's another one to add to the pile. And so yeah, it's it's just a really it's a really intriguing, you know, traveling to other countries is a really intriguing um, a, a conversation because each country is going to have their own outlook on it, right? Mm. And, and so, how does that work as a communion? How do how do countries come to a mutual arrangement? It, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out.
0: Mm. And I, I think people's hygiene are going to be it's going to be really high you know um mm-hmm. when it comes to gatherings people are going to be very hesitant to go to these big public gatherings and, and, mm. and, and you know unless they just believe that you know the whole thing's rubbish anyway um mm. uh, but, you, you know, know.
1: i walked, walked past a shop on smith street the other day and mm. i'm not kidding you there was probably more than 20 different types of hand sanitizer in a window display <laughs> yeah but wow! Everyone's turned to hand sanitizer. You know, you've got breweries, gin distilleries. Yeah. You know, they're all they've all got been really, really clever and pivoted and 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 decided to create what's needed in the world right now.
0: Which is crazy because all the advice says that you know, warm water and soap is the best way.
1: Yeah, um, but you, you can't carry that with you. <laughs>
0: exactly. There is take that to the when you're you working the soil. I, I'm really interested in, and excited about you know, for tourism, because when the states are properly open and we can go on a the prospect of just flying to Melbourne or just flying to to Queensland or going to the islands, and because the international travel is going to be very limited, aside from, you know, I guess New Zealand, um, you know, the, the, the amount of people travelling within Australia and seeing everything there is to see um, in Australia is going to be huge and from New Zealand, because remember those old, old ads from New Zealand, you know, the, um, you know... Uh, you know, don't leave town till to see in the country, which mm. is all about all about mm. discovering your own country. Yeah. Um, I mean, New Zealand now you can do it. I guess you can travel wherever you like um, once they're out of lockdown. But uh, in Australia, like for me, just to go and discover. You know, mm. I want to take my daughter to Uluru because she hasn't been there. You know, and I'd, you mm. know, we were going to have a tropical island holiday or something. My partner's, um, you know, she had a big um, landmark birthday, so we were going to go somewhere. Um, but mm. there's still a chance we could do that, and there could be great deals to these really beautiful tropical places up north. You know,
1: for sure. And if you think about the accommodation houses, you know, the mm. hotels and um, rentals, that they're, they're all going to be suffering, so they're going to be wanting to get people back. And so there there could actually be a bit of a, you know, hey, come stay at my place. I'll give you a free bottle of wine. I'll give you some dinner. You know, (laughs) what are people going to be throwing into the mix to actually make it enticing to get you there? But you're right, you know, I've travelled extensively and I have not seen a lot of Australia. I've seen a decent amount, but, you know, there's a lot that I haven't It's such a massive country and New Zealand Mm. for that matter. You know, there's a lot of New Zealand that I still have not seen and I would love to just go grab a camper van and travel for, you know, 10 weeks around New Zealand, easy. You could easily mm. do more than that. But, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm setting myself to be remote working so mm. that I can do that. But, yeah, New Zealand, is, is, it's a divine country, as is Australia. And, you know, we have there, there used to be this thing about, you know, growing up and living in New Zealand, you didn't really feel like you had a holiday unless you left the country. Mm. And I think maybe that's where that ad or where that campaign came from was, you know, hey, come back, <laughs> come see our own country before you go spend your money elsewhere. But, you know, have you did you ever feel that, you know, I don't feel like I really got away unless I actually left the country.
0: Mm. It's interesting mm. you talk about Pacific Fair, like with shopping walks, because I, I've just, just, you know, reading on the Sydney Morning Herald site that um, JB Hi-Fi, um, it's up. Like eleven point three percent. It's comparable sales for the three oh. months, the first three months, compared to last year. And mm. it's it's kind of like you know communicating. Like I've bought some stuff and had it delivered from JB, and at once I think last week I went to, to pick something up. But you know the amount of people buying that way you know, buying through eBay, you know, what's it going to do to those malls and those stores?
1: Mm, absolutely. <clears> and <throat> I know uh, when New Zealand first went into lockdown, there was the concern because nothing was available in New Zealand, so people were actually buying online overseas. Mm. And so not only were local retailers being uh, losing business, but mm. also the retailers who could have been selling online locally were also losing business or potentially not being able to set up business online because people were going overseas. So there was actually a conversation in New Zealand saying, please, you know, if you're going to buy something, buy online uh, in New Zealand, not overseas. Mm. Um, and I think they were talking about actually banning buying overseas, but I don't know how you can do that. That's that's pretty big brother stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. But like I, I've mentioned previously, you know, my mum couldn't buy online. I had to send her her, I went into the storage shed and got out her clothes, her warm mm. clothes, because she's trapped there. She, she didn't expect to be there. She was only going for two weeks, and she's already been there, I think, six weeks. Mm. Um, and, of course, winter's they're clicking in, so I had to go and grab her clothes and send them to her because she couldn't buy any clothes and have them delivered online in New Zealand. Mm. So, you know, they, they kind of were shooting themselves in the foot, I guess, because, you know, you want to support local trade but people weren't able to do that.
0: And I think that's going to be the comparisons that come out after this is, this is all over. And that was going to be my next question. Like, You know, eradication or containment. You know, and which way do we go? Because New Zealand's like went for a hard out lockdown, and of course, there's a. You know, everyone loves Jacinda Ardern. I think she's amazing. Not
1: everyone. A lot of people don't like her. No, no, no. I was going to say a lot of people
0: from a lot of people from around the world like love her. You know, she's a poster girl, right? But then uh, there's a lot of people who think she went too hard out, and it's going to hurt the economy. And it's Mm. like. Because yeah, you can't. You couldn't order online. You couldn't get takeaways. There was a whole lot of mm-hmm. things. But they're on the they're on the on the um, on the cusp, I think, of, of eradicating COVID nineteen. Here's
1: an interesting question, though: Are they in a similar situation to Australia? And in in Australia, we didn't have that complete lockdown. Yeah, you know, how do the two companies, uh, countries? compare mm. was it necessary to have that absolute lockdown that new zealand had have they come out on top of our experience here in australia
0: well, but there's, was it there's, worth it well we don't know because there's two things to measure it's the economy mm. and, and it's the and you know and i guess that was the whole thing with people taking herd immunity for example it's like how how much how do you balance off people's lives with with an economy because they mm. think that the, the things that that she, you know she's done harm to the economy, but she's saved a lot of lives. I mean, how do you balance that out? And in, in Australia, even if we do get a second wave, I think they're preparing for that second wave. But it's going to be a second wave that we can manage. So it's like, okay, so you're going to let the, the you're going to let it go for a little bit, because essentially, the, you know, the whole flattening the curve was was about you know just making sure our health services weren't overrun. Yeah. So so if if we kickstart the economy. Um, which is going to be a great benefit to like you know millions of people um, you know are we going to go well we'll accept a certain amount of cases and death rates you know it's it's yeah
1: well it's that's co- always the way right as you, when mm. you're a leader making a decision there's always loss and so it's how much loss are we willing to accept mm. at, at an acceptable level you know what's what's okay because mm. there's always loss um, but but the, he, here's here's the interesting thing is um, the government has handed out a huge amount of money mm. for JobKeeper and job seeker, right? Yeah. So when businesses go back, if they're going back, so this, this money was promised for six months minimum. So mm. when businesses go back, the interesting thing is the government has been seen to hand out a huge amount of money, but we mm. go back into business next week or mm. in three weeks' time, they'll retract that. Because well, I
0: don't it, know, I, it's it's hard to. I don't think anybody knows well, the answer. When, because when I'm getting emails like from my accountant. Someone actually, said, does someone he, have
1: the choice to to just sit on the benefit, it, or rather than go back to work? It, I don't it's, think
0: not, that's, uh, it, it, it's hard to know. Like even now, yeah. like even though that the whole job seeker situation is really, really convoluted. In my accountant, he's yeah. a brilliant. He's a brilliant accountant. He's he's sending me emails and going, he, you know here's your your next dose of anesthetic because it's really <laughs> you, because you really, really don't know and, and and they don't give you all the answers and that that you know it, it does change i mean i've got to log something like i've logged job seeker payments or i've gone through a process but but then i have to do something different to report differently and it's something mm. that we should have reported at the start so now we have to mm. report do a like a do a zero reporter I, I really don't understand and i, I think okay. i think that could change i think all all i know from that that is that you just have to prove it for one month I think you know okay. and then, and then yeah. if you've done it once you don't have to keep keep proving it again but of course right. you know if, if everyone goes back th- that that, that's
1: for you self-employed right or for as a contractor yeah. or a consultant yeah uh, I'm the same I'm a, I'm a consultant but I haven't really got a, a solid business set up to actually apply so I haven't received anything from the government at all mm. um, but what my question is is for the people who the job keeper So the people who have been stood down by their businesses, Hmm. but they've been paid by the government to, well, actually the business has been paid by the government to retain their staff so that when they go back into operation, their staff still have jobs. So the question is if they go back into operation next week or the week after, Hmm. then is there an obligation for the people who are on JobKeeper to go back to their jobs because that was the whole intention was that mm. you will have your job when Who the knows? business is back up and running or Who knows? do
0: I they think have they're... the
1: opportunity to, to stay on it the sixth Who
0: knows? They, they, they're making, I don't think anyone knows the answer to that because they're making no. it up as they go along, um, yeah. you know, which, is, which is fine. It, it's it's good, you know, and uh, I think uh, there was a lot of businesses, they had to pay that amount of money and mm. one of the flaws that had been pointed out, they're saying, well, you're not even paying them that. Anyway, so exactly,
1: that's what um, I find ex- extraordinary.
0: So and you don't get the money it's to make like
1: Normally getting $200 a week and now they're getting $750 a week. It's extraordinary. have mm. however, people who were normally getting $1500 a week are still only getting $750 a week, right? Mm. So it's balanced out. It's it's equalizing um the the social condition, I guess, mm. if you think about it, you know, it's making every, it's allowing everyone to be on the same path. No, it, it's,
0: it's, it's just so just people can it. buy food and and that they can they can pay their rent. I mean, unfortunately, you know, the the the, the big um, losers out of this are like casuals, people in the entertainment industry, performers, yeah. and also. Like yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and and also anybody um, who's who doesn't who's, who holds an overseas visa that isn't like a subclass four four four, which is like the ones that we have, uh, are yeah. kiwis, you know, cause so kiwis are getting pretty much everything. Which I, I don't is have fantastic. that
1: because I arrived later.
0: Yeah, well, got, yeah. yeah, like a lot of kiwis do, but there's you know, yeah. obviously there's a lot of um, overseas, um, you know. Um, Residents who aren't getting any of this, but yeah, yeah. who knows? Like the, the, the whole thing, and you know, because it's, this is unprecedented, and it all just started. And they go, what "Hey, we're going word? to <laughs> unprecedented." Oh yeah, we started with it, didn't we? Yeah, who, who knows yeah. how it's going to be? But you know, I, I think, um, I, I think what we're going to do. You know, when you get denied something. I think when you start to get these little things back again, we're going to be celebrating that and we're going to be celebrating the little things rather than taking everything for granted. Mm -hmm. We just, you know, I think we're going to celebrate those little wins. Like when it comes back, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, like last Friday's, Hey, you know, we can go and visit someone now, two adults (laughs) and kids. And then, you know, um, um, you know, my daughter's granny could come around, you know, yeah, and yeah. they yeah, I just her. I just, saw
1: a, I just saw a friend's post on Facebook saying, you know, when I'm sitting in a cafe and I look around and I hear the noise of the people chattering, you know, I'm going to be grateful for that that there's a community, you know, when I'm driving in traffic and you know mm. it's busy, I'm gonna be grateful that I'm able to get in my car and drive on the road. And you know, there's all these things that she'll be grateful for when this is when this is over, because it's the things that annoyed us. Yeah. You know? And how do we how do we turn that or remind ourselves? And we've talked about this before, how long does it take to actually change the the reality? You know, mm. how long before we go, oh shit, I'm pissed off with this again when yeah. really, hey, wow. How lucky that we can be outside walking in the rain. You know, it's 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 going to be a really interesting time to see how long it takes for us to start, or for that frustration to creep in for the things that we've become grateful for in mm. its absence, and then you know, we we, we take for granted. Mm. Very interesting. I'm, I'm, that's, this is the part that, because I'm such a freak for human behaviour, this is the part I'm really intrigued in is is this reintegration back into life and how we adapt and how we um how we start to see the world because, you know, I, I have this big thing around awareness and seeing mm. the world and, you know, I'm always looking for patterns and, and um, you know, when I'm walking through the park I'm always taking notice of the trees and the leaves and, you know, so many of us don't do that. And I, a lot of the time I don't do that as well. Mm. And I'm really intrigued to see if this level of awareness increases. Mm. We see people who, for who they really are and we see people's hearts and souls. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting.
0: I grew up, I went to school with a, a guy who ended up being a roadie for the red hot chili peppers. And I did a job. This is way back when I was living in Auckland. Um, and on the production crew was his younger sister who I didn't know. Um, but then we made that connection and he was living in New York city and Uh, his comment was after after 9-11, he said it just changed and he didn't like it anymore because everyone was usually so aloof and it had this edge to it. He said everyone was really nice (laughs) to each other and really friendly and it it was just (laughs) freaking him out.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so true. I think we'll have a level of that for sure, you know. People will be loving, loving up, loving the hugs, loving the kisses, you know, uh, but how long will that stay?
0: Our street is, is, um, someone on our street has created a newsletter and, you know, we're introducing families and doing recipes and just checking in with each other and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's like, will everyone still care after this? That's Mm -hmm. that's the interesting question. Will they still care?
1: I I think the question is, how long will they care for?
0: Right. Hmm.
1: Cause I think, I think they will to a, to an extent, yeah. but it's how long will it take to fade away? Yeah. You know, how long does it take for that edge to come back which he so loved, you know? Yeah. I, I, and I love that because that's actually really important in human relationships as well. We don't want it to be all about love. We want that little bit of grit. We want that human element because we're not, we don't. Every day we don't wake up feeling love. Mm. You know, it, we feel sad sometimes and we feel anxious and angry and frustrated. We don't want to hide those human emotions. We we want to nurture those. And so so I guess it's how much can we accept of others emotions, not just the happiness, right? Mm but also the frustration the anger and the
0: sadness I, I always remember like doing phone sales and stuff like that and, and tr- trying to talk to people as if I'd met them face to face because I always believe if you meet someone face to face then you talk to them over the phone which is a lot less personal you have a greater mm. understanding and and I think as far as like all our neighbours are concerned once you've actually sat or you've, you've, you've talked to them or you've liaised you know we had little driveway drinks you know you'd be on your driveway and you'd, you'd stay <laughs> like a good three metres away from someone oh, I love it but once you've met someone you can't unmeet them Mm. so I think that's Mm. one of the great positive things
1: that's great that will come out
0: of it but you will still have that connection even if people go back to their busy lives um you've met someone and you've reached out to someone um so I think that's one of the as you say, you know, for someone like you who who just loves watching and studying human behavior, th- this must be just a massive, amazing experiment. You know, it's
1: very orgasmic. <laughs> 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 I love it. It's, it's just, you know, it's it's a feast. It's an absolute feast. It's amazing, and I just can't wait. Well, I can wait, but uh, you know, I'm because I just want to be present to it, just to see how this plays out.
0: Mm. Very, mm. very good. Oh, let, mm. let, let's leave it there, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll have a chat. And I'll, you know, when we chat again next week, we'll have a, a better idea because I know there's going to mm. be some more announcements coming up on Friday. Thanks yes. everyone for listening.
1: Thanks. For Thanks another, everyone.
0: Another episode of Yeah Yeah Now nah, What? What? See you next time.
1: See you then. Yeah Yeah, yeah Now nah, What? what?